0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Upper Leadership Podcast. It was a wild summer, but we're locked back in, and I'm so happy to have you here. Um, if you have any questions you like answered, you want to, we're going to start doing some more Q&A type responses here shortly. So you can message me directly, you can message the Upper Conference, you can text uh, Q&A, all one word, Quanda, to uh, 833-711-2121. And that's like anonymous, and um, that'll be awesome for you. But we're, we're really talking right now about discipleship and some practical tools with it. And one of the things we're seeing with this next generation is, um, it, it is a lack of generosity. And I think that generosity is such an important thing because, you know, like God was generous. He sent his son, Jesus. I, a couple of years ago, I was looking through some stats, and they were mind-blowing. Um, it, during the Great Depression people were giving more per capita than they are now. And they were going through, and if every Christian could simply give the 10% that uh, the Bible teaches, which is the baseline. You know, there's people in their studies, they say that real biblical giving is between 23 and 26%. Some people even say 27% of your, your income. So this is actually pretty interesting, but if Christians across the world could simply give 10%, we could solve world hunger, we could solve illiteracy issues, we could send every missionary fully funded, we could pay off every church debt. And I think the number was, it was something crazy, like $150 billion would be left over. Um, And you start to think about, man, like, what would it look like, not only for the church if generosity was instilled in people's hearts at a young age, but what would it look like for them if generosity was instilled at a young age? And I think a lot of people mess this up when we're discipling for generosity is we just talked to them about the benefits of the church, but it's twofold. And I think it's funny because like no one wants to uh, feel greedy, right? Like greed is a disgusting thing. Everyone can agree with that whether you're a Christian or not. Greed is gross. Um, but what's funny about it is like, biblical giving biblical generosity always has a return and we need to teach people this we often teach people what but not why and you know the why is twofold one other people benefit but two we benefit and my parents i'm a pastor's kid so obviously i was taught this very very well from a young age like i remember we had um it was actually funny if if this was you too let me know or if you had something similar let me know But we had um, a giant clear Coke bottle. It was probably like three feet tall. And we put like all of our money in it. It was me and my brother. We would put all of our coins into it. And this thing was like full. And uh, we were saving for a trip, I think to go to the zoo. And we were young. I think we were like eight, nine years old. So it was like a lot of money to us. It ended up being a couple hundred dollars. But we felt to give that to the church... And we did. We we sowed because our parents taught us on tithing. I think I've tithed off every dollar I've maybe ever made. If not, Lord, convict me, show me. But, you know, we gave that whole giant Coke bottle of coins to the kingdom. And it was so cool because two weeks later, someone who didn't even know came up and asked our parents, like, can I bless your kids? I want to bring them to the zoo. And that was... A win-win, you know, like the kingdom won and we won because we were obedient to the to the kingdom, and uh and we were blessed. And I think it's so cool. We need to teach kids. We need to t- teach this next generation that generosity is a massive key to to not only their success but the success of the kingdom. Um, so. Two verses I have real quick, and then we'll talk about some practical tools with it. Number one, Proverbs 11.25, it says, The generous man will be prosperous, and he who, who waters will himself be watered. This is one of the easiest scriptures to, to let people know why we give. Because a generous man will be prosperous, and you look at anybody and you ask them, like, "Well, do you want to be a failure?" Well, no. Well, do you want to have just enough? No. Well, do you want to barely make it? No. The answer is always going to be no. No one wants to barely scrape by. Nobody wants to barely make it. No one wants to have just enough. And if they do, they're lying to you. Everybody wants a surplus, and if they don't want a surplus, they just don't understand what that money is—a great tool to help others, and to move things forward. Um, There's an evangelist, he'll say it like this, money in the hand is a tool, money in the heart is poison. And we need to teach people that money is a tool. Prosperity is a tool to help others, to help our families, to help the kingdom. So the man who's generous will be prosperous. The man who waters will be watered and we need to teach people this like in our youth services we will teach on giving we we probably should have been more intentional about that portion of service but you need to teach these students that giving is good it's not bad it's not a loss and why is it not a loss because galatians chapter 6 7 through 10 i want to read them real quick it says do not be deceived like yo don't be faked out this is the truth this is not a lie do not be deceived God is not mocked for whatever one sows that he will also reap for the man who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life and let us not grow weary in doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So then as we have opportunity, let us do good to everyone. And especially to those who are of the household of faith. You know, this is not just talking about sowing good works. This is literally financial uh, literacy in the kingdom of God, which is if you sow, you will reap. If you sow to the kingdom, if you sow to things that, that aren't earthly, but you sow to things that are eternal, you sow to the Lord, you give your tithe, you continuously are generous to the things of God, then you will reap if you do not give up. And this is something we have to teach this next generation because we want them to be blessed you know like what's the heart of a pastor I want these students to be blessed you want your students to be blessed you want your small group kids to be blessed and it's hard to be blessed and some people I know people who are millionaires and they don't tithe and they don't sell the real, like this is what's funny to me is like so you think that just because they have millions of dollars, they're financially blessed. You realize what it would look like if they would have been financially literate in the kingdom. Their millions could have been tens of millions. Their tens of millions could have been hundreds of millions. Everyone who's not a consistent tither and giver, I think, has shortchanged their blessing of the Lord. And you, might Well, they have a lot. Well, they don't have as much as they could have if they would have obeyed the word of God. And that's the key. I want people to go to the next level, and so do you. So we teach them, a man who's generous will be prosperous, a man who sows will reap, a man who obeys the Lord and everything. You know, Malachi 3 and teaching them through tithing is so important. Teaching, tithing, and sowing is so important. And I think another mistake that we often do is we'll try to get kids to give towards... um, like an evangelistic thing and we'll like oh ha, they gave and that's awesome and you know it is awesome that they give towards like an evangelistic thing but if they're not giving based off the principle of tithing then they're still kind of missing it you know like oh wow they fed a hundred people you know that's awesome you know praise the Lord that a hundred people were fed but I think it's more important to teach them the biblical precept of tithing and then sowing because now they have a base understanding that if I tithe, according to Malachi chapter 3, God will rebuke the devourer, he'll open the windows of heaven, he'll pour out a blessing. You, know, you can go through that whole thing what are the benefits of tithing? These are the benefits of tithing. What are the benefits of sowing that whatever a man sows, he will reap in due season. Don't grow weary that a generous man will be prosperous. A man that waters will be watered. And there's so many other great giving scriptures to go along with these, but we need to educate people on it. So if you're going to educate people, one from a service level, I think that you should teach on tithing and sowing. There should be a message every week on tithing and sowing in your youth ministry and there should totally be a bucket to give. There should be an opportunity to tithe every week. And maybe like we have kids that will tithe on Sunday, not on not on our Thursday. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But we need to teach people tithing, and we need to give them opportunities to sow. Um, so I, I think what's a good model to do this is is the same. There's like a discipleship model that's so easy and so simple, and it's this: it's I do, we do. You do. You know, how what would it look like if in your services you start talking about tithing, you're like, you know what, for the next two weeks I'm going to bring my my tithe and I'm going to give it on a Thursday night or a Wednesday night or a Sunday night. And it can still go to the church, but you need to model what tithing looks like. What would it look like if all of your leaders, you, you start tithing on your night for youth ministry Make sure it's still going back to the church. You're not just trying to blow up your youth budget. But that's where you're setting the example. That's where you're setting the tone of we're bringing up our envelopes. We're bringing up our phone. We're tapping the bucket. We are setting the tone and example of this is what we do to be blessed. And you do that for a couple weeks. And what you'll start to find is as now they're seeing their small group leaders. They're seeing the people who are setting examples do this in front of them. Now it goes from like I do to we do. And you know, you're having your small group leaders, the kids that you're discipling, you're letting them know like, Hey, we're tithing on Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, whenever we're giving, this is when we give and you're setting that example. And then you're encouraging them in it. You're having the personal conversations about giving about tithing and sewing. And then it's, we do. And then what you find is it's not just, I do, we do, but then it's, You do. And they're on it on their own because they've seen the example. They've been encouraged in it. You're doing it together with them. And now it's to the next place. I think that's a great way to model tithing, to teach tithing. It should be pushed down through small groups or whatever other systems that you have to make sure these things are all in order. Um, And then in order for sowing, I think it's also important to give people goals where it's like, you know what, we're going to raise five hundred dollars this month for our back to school event why are we going to raise it for our back to school event because you know our money when we give it to the lord it goes to reaching other people and you're setting it like hey not only are you sowing to this but what are you putting your faith towards to receive from the lord and we've seen so many cool testimonies of what god's doing Um, And just challenging them, encouraging them. So setting a goal of like, hey, guys, above our tithes and offerings, we're believing for $500 this month. So we can do an outreach and we can reach the people in your schools and your friends can come to know Jesus. And I want you to put your faith towards something. What do you want God to do in your life? Do you want to raise at work? Do you want a new job? Do Do you want to like, what is it that you're believing for in your life? And teaching them these things in a service through your small groups and seeing, okay, cool, we hit the $500, but you know what this does now? It A, you're teaching them to be generous. B, now they have more buy-in to the event that you were doing because they were giving towards it, they believe in it, they're excited about it. Not only are you doing an event, but we are the event. We made this happen. And they can see what our giving goes to in a biblical sense of we're here to reach more people for Christ. And it's it, it helps push the mission forward and I think if you can start to, you know, kind of like push it through like this, teach tithing, give a tithing challenge, you know, give a tithing challenge. I I challenge you to take God serious for the next four, five months, four months, three months, from now until Christmas. And if your life isn't different, then like bring it up with the Lord, and we'll talk about it. I, and then start putting some sewing challenges. I think the issue though is, and what we've seen over time is people like they only talk about giving in terms of like, well, we have this outreach this week and all they teach our, our students is, well, we're just giving towards an outreach and we're just giving towards an outreach, but it's not actually giving them a biblical literacy on giving. And we need biblical literacy on everything that we're doing. And specifically when, when the money is small in their life, you know, People are funny. They're like, when I win the lottery, I'll give 10% to the church. It's like, dude, you made a hundred dollars this week and you couldn't even give the Lord 10. You think you're going to win a million and give the Lord a hundred thousand. That's like a big number. People, people always justify. They're like, well, you know, the Lord will really do good with just like 10,000 of this, but they're shortchanging themselves. They're robbing the Lord. And this is why we need to teach it when they're young because what we what we can teach is like everything is from the Lord. Every blessing is from God. Every dollar is the Lord's. He's trusted me with it. So when they're making you know $150 a week at McDonald's or whatever and $15 is tithe, then you've taught them to give above and beyond their tithe to sow and they're giving $25 a week out of their 150. When they start making real money as an adult, they're not going to start crying, complaining, getting like tight towards giving because they've been doing this and God's always gotten the credit. And they know that God is their source and has been their source and will be their source. And it's not the dollar amount going out, but it's showing God that you trust them in every single position and timeline. Um. I think it's so important to teach them to do it good with with like small dollars because if you don't do it Well with small dollars, you'll never do it with real money when they, when they turn into adults and again It short changes the kingdom and it short changes them and I want to see them win I want to see the kingdom win and Ultimately like what you know like even think about it, like what more could you do with more money in your ministry I was just talking to a guy, he's like, I get a thousand dollars a year in a budget. It's like, dang, that's hard to do ministry with only a thousand dollars a year. You can't even like pay for your gas to pick kids up with a thousand dollars a year as a youth pastor. But he's allowed to keep his offerings. So what would it look like? What more, how many more people could you reach with finances if we teach kids biblical giving, tithing, and sewing? And if you don't understand it, I want to encourage you, go grab a book. Go start reading. You know, David Oyedepo's got some great stuff. Kenneth Hagin's got some great stuff. Start reading some books on biblical literacy to stretch yourself. Um, our bishop, Bishop Rick Thomas, has great stuff. Oral Roberts has great stuff that will bring you and your understanding to the next point too. And don't think that you got to know all of it. You know, there are so many giving messages. Just go and like start listening to giving messages. Start asking the Lord for fresh revelation. Um, you know, John Evansini wrote so many giving messages, and yeah, he's older generation. Just spice them up, give it your own story. But all those principles are there for you to start recycling to this generation, so they can be blessed. The kingdom can move forward, and biblical literacy in terms of like giving is actually a baseline in their life. So, hey, I hope this helped you. If if it did, if you got any responses, any questions, feel free to let me know. Let the conference page know. Also, on top of that, if you have any questions you want answered moving forward, just text me. Um, Q&A, all one word. It's weird. It's Kwanda, <laughs> um to 833-711-2121. And, uh, hey, I'd love to answer your question on here as well. I love you. Have a great day.